This is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I am co-host Jennifer Button, Executive Assistant to the CEO for the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Today we'll be talking with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Harford County's Youth of the Year finalists. Hello, Bob. What's on your mind this morning? Well, good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. For, uh, I'm going to interview you for a minute, too, since this is your first... Uh, time as co-host. Um, what's on my mind? Uh, every school bus in the county is routed through my the route I take to get from my house to the studio. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. And more people texting today. Uh, someone dropped off a kid at Patterson High School, pulled out in front of me, looking down in her lap, doing 40 miles an hour with cars coming the other direction. Um, we're going to mention it every week. And um, I also just want to do two more charities. Um, we do a, a thing about, you know, you get phone calls from charities. Don't give charities money on the phone. Give it to United Way, um, 
give it to other 501 c Boys and Girls Club, a local, uh, a local arts center, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, Kids Wish Network, I know this is, it breaks your heart. They collected in the past five years $137 million in pledges. Uh, $115 million went to the marketing firm that does the phone calls. Um, only $200,000 went to the actual charity, which was not even a real charity. Um, the Committee for Missing Children, sounds great, right? $26 million collected, $100,000. Uh, um, all but 100000 went to the cold calling firm or to their administrative uh, um, uh, 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 costs. So don't give money when people call up. Do it locally. Ask them to send you something so you could do a little research. That's what I'm, that was on my mind this morning. That's a, it's a good topic. It's actually very appalling. It, it, so. It's just the Tampa Tribune, um, I, I will give their names next week. Two uh, reporters, uh, I forget their names, they do a great job of shining the light of day on these um, despicable people. And we can do a little trivia? We can do we a little trivia. And you kids can help too. Absolutely. Let me, let me hide my answers from you so you can't <coughs> cheat. Not that I would really think you'd cheat. Um, okay, let's, let's warm you up a little bit with an easy one. Uh, Metropolis is the home city of which fictitious hero? Superman, Superman it, is. it is. Good job. Okay, uh, what body organ produces insulin? Um, the pancreas. Very good. That's a you feature. got no chance today, Bob. Uh, I knew that might be I know. Uh, how about, uh, what did the Lady of the Lake give King Arthur? Um, the sword. Mm -hmm. The sword. It oh, was. Sorry. Do you know the name of the sword? Oh, uh, it's... Oh, Excalibur. Yes. Good job. Okay, uh, Mr. Joe stole that. Julian had it. I couldn't get it. Like, <laughs> the X part was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't get the rest of it out. Well, we were talking sports before the show started. Uh, let's let's go back to that. What two Hall of Famers have been given names Henry Lewis? I don't know. So first name Henry Lewis. I have one. Um, that would be Hank Aaron. Yes. And um, uh, the other one, is it Hank Greenberg? No. No, you'll have to go back to the days of Babe Ruth for this one. Um, oh, Hank. Um, so Henry Lewis. No, I'm. Lou no. Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Um, okay, in the Tom Petty song "Free Fallen," the girl is a big fan of what singer? Um, I'm not going to sing the song. For Elvis. You. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, and uh, last one. The pound cake got its name from the pound of what ingredient that it contains? Would it be soda? I feel like it'd be soda. It's not sugar. Butter. Just lard. Butter it is. Butter. Wow. Yep, a pound of butter. That sounds like a healthy treat, right? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, yes, that what my doctor said to me. Don't. Don't ever, just don't eat food baked commercially, because it's all, what's the bad kind of fat? Unsaturated? Saturated? Okay. Um, any more? Is that, uh, I think we should get moving, because we have a lot to do. Um, the other thing we're going to do uh, before uh, we do some news and then go to, to break um, 
because we have a lot to cover today. Is uh, a few people asked me to repeat uh, the list I read uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Perry Point, the Veterans Administration Hospital, up just over the bridge in Cecil County, um, is always in need of in-kind donations um, for the residents and patients there. Um, and we run up there every once in a while and bring stuff. So um, I'm going to give you a phone number now and a phone number when we're done uh, of who to call. And if you want, just can let me know because we will make a run up there every month or so. It's 410-642-1038. And they need uh, toiletries of all kind, um, disposable razors, shaving cream, toothpaste, lip balm, Forever postage stamps, simple crafts like coloring books for adults, model kits, leather suede craft items, gloves, hats, scarves, undergarments, and socks for male and female veterans. And the VA woman coordinating it felt the need to put in parentheses, must be new. <laughs> so we have to do that. And um, battery operated radios, uh, board games, musical CDs. Etc. Duffel bags and suitcases are critical because about a third of the, the residents there are tra in transitional housing. And when they need to move, um, they don't have suitcases or double, du duffel bags to move to their, uh, their, their new residence. So that is uh, Perry Point VA Medical Center, 410-642-1038. And they also have a sharing um, coordination program with Baltimore VA Medical Center and Lock Raven VA Extended Care and rehab center. So you can always let me know, Robert Mumby at Verizon.net, if um, you have something and we'll figure out a way to get it up there. Um, we're gonna do some quick news, um, just two items uh, of local uh, news. One is, I don't know how you kids feel about this, but the summers are gonna, now going to, because there were no snow days, going to be the longest and, and the kids yes. are going back after Labor Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, My mom actually likes the idea because she thought it was so stupid that we would go back to school and then we would have Labor Day and then you'd be off and then you'd go back to school. Like it was so stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a good point. Uh, but people see are so emotional about this. I know kids love it. Yeah. But Caregivers and parents, they got to jiggle a lot. The teachers love it. We've um, had to change our yeah. camp schedule we, you know, for Camp Hidden Valley and extend out all of our summer enrichment programs. Yeah, so I know for the Woods of Ghost we have the summer enrichment program we do every summer. What are you kids going to, you're going to just have to find something to do except for, um, uh, instead I of going to school? I volunteer during my I'll summer. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, volunteer or work. Summer job. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. And the last one, it's local news. Again, it's abbreviated news. Is we have to give uh, uh, some plaudits to our our own Bree Jones, um, who's uh, I believe a Harvard Grace girl and go, went to Aberdeen High. Yes. Um, pro one of the, probably one of the best basketball players um, to ever come out of Hartford County. Um, the heart of a lion. She got a horrible injury when she was a senior, senior in high school and was at every game and help buck up the rest of the team, including her young, younger sister, Stephanie, who now has joined her in Maryland, I believe. Well, Bree Jones uh, is having her jersey retired at Xfinity Center. Um, and she all she did this year was um, lead, them, uh, lead Maryland past Purdue for the third straight Big Ten 
championship um, for the Lady Terps. And um, the award she's up for, uh, and not just um, uh, for athleticism, but her leadership and um, her, her character and what a good teammate she is, and et cetera. And um, really has done, um, so, done great things. So um, that is the good news coming out of Hartford County. Hats off to the Joneses. And um, that is that. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Hartford County's Youth of the Year finalists. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, Professional Green Screen with Studio Lightbox in both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Jennifer Button, Executive Assistant for the CEO for the Hartford County Public Library. And that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Flores, Julian, Lizzie, and Adriana in the studio with us today. They are the Boys and Girls Clubs of Harford County's Youth of the Year finalists for 2017. We also have Joe McGovern, Boys and Girls Clubs of Harford County's Executive Director, and Ashley Choate, Marketing Coordinator. Marketing and Special Events Coordinator. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Lizzie, Flores, Julian, and Adriana, it's great to have you here. We're going to get some unimportant stuff out of the way. We're going to have the... the uh, Joe and uh, the grown-ups talk. Uh, that's the wrong word to use. Um, <laughs> I'm not grown up yet. First, and then we're gonna then we're gonna spend a lot of time with you guys, and then wrap up with uh, Joe and Ashley. Uh, first, uh, uh, Joe and Ashley, who are you? How did you get here? What's what's your history? How did I, did, you I didn't follow here? any buses down the road. Yeah, well, I was on time. No wonder you were on yeah, time. I was on time. Yeah. So no, I've been here for nine months now. Started in June and and came from uh, Western Massachusetts and, and with my family. And uh, But I, I started as a Boys and Girls Club kid when I was nine years old and went through all of the pro same programs, a lot of the same programs that these uh, youngsters have. And, and uh, was my lucky enough to be my uh, locals club used to the year a long, long time ago um, and have had the opportunity to be involved in the Boys and Girls Club movement for uh, for almost 40 years now, so uh, I'm really enjoying Hartford County. Uh, my family has adjusted really well, and uh, it's really exciting every day to see the good things that are happening throughout the county. And you, you, you yourself were an aspiring juvenile delinquent when you were. About I, 13, I, I was. Right? I was. I set. I set records for being thrown out of my local club. <laughs> and, and, uh, but there, you know, I'm sure these guys can all attest to this. There comes a point through the club staff and volunteers that you the light bulb goes off. And, and I was lucky enough to have uh, a couple of mentors who um, showed me the, the right path and, and put me on the path to Boys and Girls Club career, in all honesty, because I grew up wanting to be our executive director, Jim Mooney, um, and, and was lucky enough to achieve that. So, uh, yes, I was 
a product um, of what, what boys and girls clubs can do and truly believe in my heart that every kid um, should have a boys and girls club experience. I don't care what background they come from. Um, can benefit from coming to a Boys and Girls Club, especially when you look at what we do every day. Our focus um, is a lot different than when it was, what it was 40 years ago when we were focused on getting kids off the street. Now we get them off the street and we try to help develop them into to productive members in the community. We focus on education, uh, leadership development, social skills, um, character development. It's just, it's, it's what we do every day with them and, and this ultimately becomes the result of kids become involved in the Boys and Girls Club. You won't find four better kids in Arthur County. It's amazing, and it, all of us could have benefited. I think of the, the, the gaps in, yeah. in, in sort of everyday skills when I was growing up, as, and understanding yeah. things like leadership and um, you know, self-awareness, <laughs> things like that. Um, Ashley, um, who also, Ashley, you were quite the point guard coming up through the ranks, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about basketball. I know. You know that. <laughs> you told me that once. Oh, I said you I you have good court vision because you have you can <laughs> you handle like everything. eighteen things going wow, on at I once. I forgot. Yes, I did. So tell us about yourself. I... You just uh, taken on a heck of a lot more responsibility, haven't you? Yeah, I've um I've been with the organization for about six and a half years. Um, started in twenty ten just as a program aide finally discovering what the club was. I grew up with my friends talking about, oh, we're going to the club. I never had the privilege to do that. Um, and then I got to move up through the ranks, um, went to program director for a few years between two different branches at Aberdeen and, and Bel Air. And then I worked with um, our team services and then finally got to take on the branch director at Bel Air and then was helping out with STEM. Um, and now to, um, marketing and special events coordinator. So I love what we do and the kids have truly been my driving force to, to stick it out and keep going every day. Um, it's, it's, it's great, you know what a big fan we are, what the, the club does mm -hmm. day in, day out and have so to go. Tell us a bit about the club, numbers, your purpose. Well, the purpose is to, to make a difference in a kid's life every day um, and we we do that through our mission with providing special emphasis on kids who need us the most. Um, and, but numbers for our clubs, we have six different locations. We have four clubhouse units, one in Aberdeen, Edgewood, uh, Bel Air, and Hobbity Grace. We, in the summer, run the family uh, Aberdeen Family Swim Center. And then we also have up in Whitehall our Camp Hidden Valley. Um, our numbers have exploded over the last, last 12 to 14 months. Um, during the school year right now we're averaging providing services for 475 kids a day uh, in the summer months that'll jump up to over 700 kids a day not counting the swimming pool because we because we just they buy a membership and they go in and swim we don't count them so we're we're making a huge huge difference in a lot of kids lives each and every day here in Hartford County fantastic yeah um, fantastic and um, uh, tell us about um, why we're here. It's really twofold. We have this not-so-steak-and-burger dinner coming up and the, the feature of it is our 2017 Youth of the Year um, finalists. Um, tell us a bit about the where's and when's on the, on the dinner and etc. Um, on March 16th we have our not-so-steak-and-burger dinner at the APGFCU Arena at, on the Harper County, um, Harper Community College campus. Uh, the event will start at 5.30 with networking and then we'll kick off at 6 p.m. 
Um, we have our guest speaker, who is the 2017 Super Bowl champion from New England Patriots, uh, Malcolm Mitchell. He's such a good guy, we forgive him for being on the Patriots. That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly, That's exactly it. it. He's a huge advocate for children's literacy programs and um, just getting as many books into the kids' hands that he can um, for children who wouldn't otherwise have that. So, great guy. Um, but the event will be wonderful as always, and you'll get to hear our four Youth of the Year finalists, um, their full story, as well as um, some youth performers um, highlighting their, their talents and skills. Plus the artwork as well. We have artwork, yes. yeah. Yes, yes, we'll yeah. be, um, awesome. you'll have the option awesome. to yeah. participate in the auction to receive um, some great artwork that came out of our Edgewood Club. And part of that theme was uh, why I love the Boys, Boys and Girls Club, Club and the State of Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, and Malcolm Mitchell, Yeah. Um, really, what, what a get. Uh, this guy was, uh, you know, tore it up for the Georgia Bulldogs, mm -hmm. the SEC, yeah. which is like a pro league. And um, all he does is show up in his rookie year, has like 52 catches, has like six catches for 70 yards in the Super Bowl. Touchdowns, yeah. Really? Yeah. I have a question for you about Malcolm Mitchell when we go to the next segment, <laughs> Julian. Okay. And a disclaimer, though, in fairness, we did not recruit him as a Patriot. He, nobody knew who he was until January, and uh, we started recruiting him back in September because of what he does with literacy and with kids. He's, he's a tremendous story of um, self-improvement. Um, he goes to college and realizes he doesn't have the reading skills with some of his disabilities that he needs goes to Barnes and Noble and learns how to better that through the book clubs, as he says, with 45-year-old women once a week and decides he's going to write a book and help change kids' lives because um, it was what he thought needed and throughout our country was literacy. So started his own foundation while he was in college. None of this happened when he went to become a pro athlete. He did this with all his own money um, and it is a phenomenal story. Um. That is great. And that's, why don't we get started with, with you guys? And um, uh, we're going we're gonna to get to know you a little bit. But uh, on the Malcolm Mitchell thing, I have a question for Julian. You're 16, you're a junior at Aberdeen High. You play football. Yes, sir. Hmm? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and um, Malcolm Mitchell was quoted as saying um, football will never be his proudest accomplishment. Now, you play football, and what's he talking about there? What, um, why, why is that such a powerful thing? He said that it's not his greatest accomplishment. It's not his greatest accomplishment. It's probably because all the stuff that he did for other people, other than helping his city win a, a Super Bowl, like helping helping children read, reading with women, and learning how to read. Because I, I was, I think I was reading when I found out that. He was gonna be our guest speaker. I was doing some research on him also. It said that he was he had trouble also in high school. He had trouble in high school reading, so it also stated that that was one of his greatest greatest accomplishments other than winning the Super Bowl. He said that will always be his first one. Yeah, it's, uh, that's great. But it still felt pretty good yeah, when, when Aberdeen <laughs> beat Haver Grace, Bel Air, and Edgewood High Schools. That I think the most intense game of the season was Bel Air in Edgewood because Bel Air we were we were up twenty seven to zero after halftime and then when ha after well after halftime like I don't know how they came back. They almost came back and scored but luckily our middle linebacker he came through the hole and just made a play. Edgewood 
<laughs> that was a that was a tough game. Yeah, they they didn't back down. And you beat uh, Habit of Grace, who was one of the best teams in the state. Yeah. Uh, if not for Fort Hill juggernaut, uh, they would be uh, likely state champs. Um, uh, tell us, uh, uh, Julian, um, a, a little more, we, and we'll go down to each one, and we'll cover some mm -hmm. um, some group questions. Um, what, what I'm going to ask every adult and kid here all the, um, this question: What would you tell your 12-year-old self? What do you know now that you wish you knew then, or what would you tell a 12-year-old? You've grown a lot. You've learned a lot, um, partially what's within you, but your people around you in the club have helped you. I know that's a tough question, and I'm springing it on you first, and now everyone over there is getting to think about it. But what do you know now as far as wisdom or patience or? Uh, I know patience is key for one. Being wise, that's the best thing you could ever be. You got to make smart choices, make smart decisions in life. You always have a choice to do something. You just, it's what you do is what you do. That's your choice. But what I would tell my 12 year old self, like educationally wise, is just study. School is important. It helps you get, it helps you get to where you want to be in life. Without school, sometimes you wouldn't be nothing. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's great. And I'm going to ask you also, um, I'm really going to put these kids on the spot here. Is that right? <laughs> Um, in the write-up, it mentions uh, some some of the qualities. Uh, you care about others, and you want to share the information you gather with those around the world. Um, and you're, you're an aspiring journalist. Um, talk about that for a second, um, and how important it is. To me, like inspiring other people, it just helps me a lot. It helps me become a better person. It makes me feel good. It just like. It helps me become like a mentor to other people. Just knowing that I have a mentor, it helps me a lot. And then like I, it just makes me feel good to help other, other to help other people feel good. To know that they're happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. Like it's just like when other people are laughing, I'm always laughing. Like I love laughter. It just brings me joy. Like especially seeing like little kids laugh. That's why I like coming to Boys and Girls Club. That's why I work, like working at the summer camp that I always attend every summer. Seeing those kids happy, laugh, play, enjoying their life every day, there's some joy. Fantastic. Let's go on to uh, Ms. Lizzie. Hi. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you. Okay. You're not a caterpillar anymore, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you explain what I meant by that? Um, I think because when I first ran my sophomore year, I was talking about how I was like a caterpillar. And then one day I'll be like a butterfly. Right, exactly. And um, uh, I have my other question for you. Is your little brother still evil? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have two little brothers. Oh, okay. So, yeah, one's 16 and one's 17. And so the 17-year-old's always quiet. But when the 16-year-old gets on his nerves, he'll, like, stand up, like, tell him, like, you know, be quiet, you know? And then the sister just always wants to be himself. Like he'll annoy the crap out of everybody. But then that's okay because he'll say the stupidest things, and then you have to think about it, and then you just start laughing because then it's just like, how do you come up with this? He's special. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. How is my friend Miss T doing? Uh, she's doing good. 
and tell and tell us about your uh you know you 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 you're in a dual program now you're doing uh having a grace and the college tell us yes. about that so what i'm doing now is i have pretty much all the credits for high school taken care of i only need three credits so in my high school you always have you have a career plan and so those classes are also college classes so at the end of the year i'll get my certificate and then and that's also called the 90 hour certificate so as soon as i'm done high school i can work at a preschool or daycare I actually am turning at a daycare right now that I go to at 10.30 every day. And then I'm also taking uh, ACC math. There's, there are about three, maybe five college math classes you would take the first year of college. I'm taking them right now in one class. And then the way the dual enrollment works is you leave half day and you can go to college or you can go work. So I'm able to take college courses that the college or office at my high school because of um, transportation and then it's also doing that. I'm also a college student. Um, I have like the ID and everything. So if I need to, I can go there, get textbooks, uh, get help. I was also working two jobs. So I would leave at 10.30 and I would work at Burger King. And then as I got the internship for the daycare through my school. So then I would go to school I would go to the daycare and then I would go to work at Burger King until 4 till almost 12 a.m. almost if not 4 maybe sometimes 4 to 10. Sometimes I was closing and I didn't get home until 1.30 and then I would go to school the next day. I think one thing that you, you guys have all learned is uh, I wish I learned sooner that there's a lot you can get done yeah. uh, in a day. Um, and if you keep up with your schoolwork like I mean, my freshman year of high school, I took the honors classes, but then I realized those are good. I'm not downgrading it, but I was like, let me take the classes I need, and then that way I could graduate, and then I also took the classes I wanted, but also needed. So with the uh, um, career plan for the high school, there's like tech, or there's art, there's other kinds of stuff like that. So if you're able to do that, you can graduate early you can graduate with your junior or you can have the dual enrollment that I'm taking right now. I would recommend that for kids who are going to become seniors because if you do that you can go to high school and you can go to college. You can earn your college credits earlier and you can graduate college a lot faster. My plan is to go to ACC next year, finish up the credits that I need and then um, my plan is to go there to get a business degree to open up my own preschool and then go to a university and probably at more like get a bachelor's degree. And um, I didn't hear emceeing in there. Um, for those who don't know, Bob Bloom, a local radio host, uh, co-emceed Steak and Burger Dinner last year with Lizzie, and he told <laughs> yeah, me he had to go back to uh, emceeing school after that because you uh, you taught him a few new tricks that he wanted to uh, to learn about. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I was so nervous because I didn't know what I was doing, and everybody was like, "Oh, you got it. You did it last year." I'm like, "Yeah," but all I did was read a piece of paper that I wrote. I'm like, "You don't really like know," and I was like, "I'm still nervous when reading math." So I'm like, "Okay, so I have to emcee," uh. and I never done that. And I was like, Miss T was like, you, don't, you were just yourself. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, 
I kind of have like maybe a little small mouth, so I was like, yeah, let me just say that. <laughs> I feel like it got small a couple of times, but it was funny. So I was like, okay, so it wasn't like that small, small, like, you know, like teenage it was, stuff. It, it, you're it was natural. just funny. You're a yeah. natural. Yeah. Uh, Flourish. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? You are 16. Yes. Edgewood. Yes. For about, uh, for over three years. Mm -hmm. You're a junior at Harper Tech. Yes. in the nursing program. What a great program. We need another Harvard Tech. Um, a future pediatrician. Yep. And um, you're a dancer. Yes. Well, uh, Julian, did you know that um, San Francisco 49ers, to increase the agility of the defensive backs and their receivers, had them do jazz and ballet? Really? Yeah, yeah they, they have football players do that to do like dancing or even cheerleading because they say it helps their agility. Like there's some football players who are ballet dancers. Part right, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, like the funny thing about dancing, like Miss Ashley mentioned earlier, so the Edgewood Club, I came together with Miss Didi and Mr. Pryor and we're gonna perform at the Not So Steak and Burger Dinner and it's gonna be exciting. What is the, uh, what is the performance? Is it modern? Is it? It's like some line dances mixed with some modern music, so it's going to appeal to everyone our age and the sponsors and everyone else, adults, it doesn't matter. You're going to enjoy it regardless. <laughs> That's great. Um, and about um, yourself, uh, oh, by the way, Lizzie, you got off the hook. We'll, we'll come back to you. Oh. <laughs> what would you tell your 12-year-old self? Well, what I would tell my 12-year-old self is to... Don't force any unneeded friendships, relationships, because at the end of the day, you have yourself. So you need to know what crowd to hang around because birds of a feather flock together. So if you hang around kids that aren't really doing anything for themselves, you're gonna wind up just like them. Instead of hanging around kids who care about their education, their schoolwork, how they look towards elders, then you're gonna be, turn out more responsible. Another thing that I would tell my 12-year-old self is, to know your worth, never doubt yourself, never limit yourself, because I, I used to do that to myself a lot. And going through this experience, and I realized I can do a lot of things. I'm actually really smart, so I won't really question myself ever again until I try something. It, that's, that's really, uh, it, 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 it's beautiful because, you know, we, we, all of us would grow up. We, are, we, are, we lack self-confidence, we tend to just give other people the reins because we don't want to call attention to ourselves and and um, we're always looking to prove ourselves or be accepted and all those things sort of force us to do maybe some things that we would uh, regret later so that's that's I think real helpful for everyone out there um, and uh, you want to be in the health field medical care yes. field that's not easy no. um, you got to be strong for a lot of other people and you got to be able to um, uh, see and uh, tend to people that are suffering. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I give you credit for that. And uh, how was that? How are you enjoying the, the nursing program? Um, I actually really love it. Like I learn a lot of things. And right now, uh, I'm going to John Archer, which is the school for special needs kids. I go there every day for third quarter. And I basically assist the teacher, help the kids out with their reading and writing and things like that. And it just warmed my heart knowing that I'm helping someone out. And I kind of feel odd because like, 
like the first day I got there, I, I didn't say I cried, but I got a little emotional because I'm not used to that environment. But I learned they're just like you and me. They're just at a disadvantage, but that doesn't stop them. They're just regular people. And they really have beautiful spirits. And I enjoy going there every day because that just teaches me to humble myself and know that helping other people will make me a better person at the end of the day. Uh, and on that note, I, I, I think, uh, and you guys can, uh, you know, elaborate on this. One of the great things about Boys and Girls Club is it takes teens, uh, what we're talking about here, maybe some lack of self-confidence or whatever the case may be, and it teaches um, leadership. And that can be transformative. I remember Lizzie, you saying last year um, that you want to be a great person someday, and to be a great person, you have to be a, a leader. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, Flourish, on that, what does that mean? How is it leadership and being an example? Um, how has that helped you um, become a better person and grow? And then we're going to go to Adriana, and you can answer the same question as well well that's helped me become a better person because I've learned to be more confident and I've allowed myself to be a mentor to the other children because when you're guided when you have someone willing to take you to the next step and seeing something in you that pushes and motivates you to be that shining light for another child and I feel as though that leadership is an important quality to have and that makes you grow and become more mature and understand the meaning of life and how to get through life. Because another thing that the Boys and Girls Club has done for me was taught me how to deal with different personalities and dealing with people that come from different backgrounds and knowing that respect is key. So regardless if you like a person or not, you need to know how to respect them and deal with working with them. Because with life, you can't have a controlled environment or someone to tell you how it goes. So you should learn now than later. Great, great. Uh, Adriana, what are your thoughts on that? The leadership, I think, is a really great quality to have because it's like you don't want to be a follower. That's what I think. You don't want to be, you don't want people to see you as like a follower and follow behind other people and, I don't know, like to copy people. You just want to accept the example. That's what I think. And you were 14? Yes. Southampton Middle School. Um, um, you also have an interest uh, in uh, neurosurgery. Yes. Um, uh, or, um, or Marilyn's own um, Ben Carson, uh, mm -hmm. pediatric neurosurgeon, was just appointed to um, as the uh, secretary of uh, of HUD. Um, you um, you the Bel Air Club, yes. and um, first of all, do you miss uh, Ms. Ashley? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> um, you heard it. Yes. <laughs> um, and it also it says here uh, uh, you have uh, flourished uh, into a confident, caring, helpful, passionate young lady. When did you write that? <laughs> what does that mean? Do you know it? Yes. Do you realize it? I realized that when I finally like became a teenager, I don't know, I like grew up more and I just became like myself. Like I just started enjoying myself and being happy with myself and that made me more confident and 
I don't know. I just like. I just. I don't know. I just became really confident in myself, and my grades started getting better. You know, things just started going the right way. I think. So what 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 do you think that, um, as far as, part of this was already in you, but part of it was awakened by your friends, the clubs. Um, how, again, I'm asking you the toughest questions, but um, what what would you? Well, let's let's on that. What would you tell your? I guess we have to your ten year old. So. <laughs> okay, I would tell myself to never get up, give up, and that things are gonna get better. That's what I'm gonna tell. I would tell myself things will get better in the long run, and all of this that I'm doing now will it'll be a great like thing to see an outcome. The outcome would be great. And you're a club ambassador. Uh, what does that mean? A club ambassador? Well, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was an official title. Uh, ambassador for a club meaning that you represent the club well I mean. to others, and you're you're an example of, of all the great things uh, that the club does. Um, talk, and on the, talk to us about, for instance, and I'm going to I'll ask all of you. Uh, you like the Keystone Club. Yeah. What is that? That's a community service club. Like we go to homeless shelters. We do food drives. We give away. Um, we do can drives and everything. Yeah. So it's like a community service club. Okay. Um, and I also I want to talk about some of the other programs. And you can raise your hand. Whoever wants oh. to cover it. Um, uh, what is um, Torch Club? Lizzie's raising her hand. Yeah, I know that one. The Torch Club is the way I described it was like basically the junior keystoners. So you have the keystone that's like you go out in the community more and then the Torch Club is for like the pre-teens. Keystone is for the teenagers like going out there like they help for the keystones they help with going to college, how how you can get ready for college. And then uh, Torch Club, they help you. How can I help make my community better? What can I do to bring more kids to the club or to bring the club to more people to spread awareness about the club? Say, we're here and we're helping our community. Can you help us do what we need to do You know, to make our community better? Um, Adriana, Smart Girls. Smart Girls is an is like an empowering for like young, for young adults like young teens. So I think that's helping like the girls we talk about everything like girl stuff, bullying. Like we talk about I can't say certain things, but we talk about lots of things. That's all I'm gonna say. Life. Yes, <laughs> life. Uh, passport to manhood, Julian. Passport to manhood. I think it's it's a great club that we have at our. At, the, at all boys and girls clubs. I think everybody should have it, not just boys and girls clubs, but other like organizations all around the world. It teaches you how to be a man, what's right from wrong, the right decisions you should make in life, and also how to provide for your future family and what and to do right for your future family. I think the main thing that I learned from Passport and Manhood is always respect, respect a woman, no matter how much she puts you through or no matter how much she stresses you, just always respect a woman. 
Amen. Flourish, Amen. Uh, um, triple, triple play. Have you been involved in that? No, sir. Oh, okay, well, I picked the wrong one to ask you. <laughs> uh, I think I can talk but I can talk about a couple pro other programs that weren't mentioned. So, Absolutely. Um, I was a part of the um, Starbucks career launch we had last year, and that was really fun and interesting, learning a whole bunch of different things. And another thing that I was involved in was Money Matters, where we learned how to save, manage, how to spend it, make sure that you use your money wisely, save for college, and a whole bunch of other smart tips that a lot of people fail to use nowadays. And then something that I was recently involved in with the club this past February, RYLA, the Rotary Leadership Youth Awards, so a leadership conference for a weekend. And we did a lot of workshops, ropes, corps. We went to a lot of um, speeches. And they basically taught us how to be a leader. And I gained a lot from that program because I feel as though that enhanced me as a leader already. And um, it was just really fun. Like. I feel as though I learned a lot, and I can take a lot from that and apply it to everything, my everyday life situations. There's really a lot that you you could teach um, other kids, not just your your own 12-year-old selves, a lot of other kids coming up. Um, but I always said, uh, you know, I never listened when I was that age. <laughs> my son said to me once, he said, don't worry, Dad, when I'm 25, I'll tell you you were right about the things I was ignoring. <laughs> you were telling me when I was 15. Um, okay, let us, let's uh, recap the, um, the info. Yeah. Steak and burger dinner. Yeah. It is March 16th. Next Thursday. Um, uh, if people want to sponsor, yeah. or uh, they, what do they do? Well, first of all, it is a free event. Okay. So if you just want to come and hear these four speak and tell their full stories and hear Malcolm speak and get a couple other awards that we're doing that night, um, just there's a, a website, Eventbrite, that you can go to. Okay, www.steak-burger.eventbrite. That's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot com. Correct. And if you just go there and register, you're more than welcome to come enjoy dinner. We decided this year that we were going to try a little bit different spin on the food, um, and, it, and that's why you see it as the not-so-steak-and-burger. We had a lot of complaints from the kids the last couple of years that they really don't enjoy steak. And the, the whole process of steak-and-burger was to have the adults eat the hamburgers and the kids eat the steak. So this year we're going to try to make everybody walk out of there happy food-wise, and the kids are all getting their own taco bar uh, mm -hmm. to have tacos, and the adults will be eating some chicken and sat different salads that night. Richland Ballroom has sponsored and is doing all of the food free for the Boys and Girls Club. When we talk about feeding six, seven hundred people, um, I can't even tell you what that donation means to us. Um, I remember last year we fed 720 people in 20 minutes. I, 20 minutes. We're going to try to do it in 19 minutes this year. <laughs> okay. uh, on that note, so also if they want to, there's still sponsorship opportunities. Sure, yeah. 410 272 0010 or email you email at me or Ashley you or Ashley J McGovern at BGC Hartford co.org uh, and that's www.bgchartfordco.org um, we do want to thank um, uh, 
some some folks that are really just, as you mentioned, um, just doing a great job in supporting this. We have Richland Ballroom and Catering. Yeah. Um, that's Mr. Dardozzi. It is. Mm -hmm. It is now. Yes. Um, Hartford Mutual. Um, actually, Hartford Mutual's own season. Volker. Yeah. Can't say enough about season Volker. She's very lazy, isn't she? Yeah. 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 She doesn't between, do anything. She doesn't do anything between two a.m. and three a.m. <laughs> the rest of the time, she's she has been her incredible. Her and Michelle Wober, who co-chair this event, um, do a phenomenal job. It, it's not easy to plan an event for seven hundred people. Um, and, and, and try to do a script out for these guys that night and uh, there's a lot that goes into it and, and to be honest with you it's our largest fundraiser of the year um, you know our goal that night is to try to raise over a hundred thousand dollars and uh, without season and Michelle and the rest of their committee members um, we wouldn't be able to do that uh, and thank you to Hartford Mutual Insurance Company for lending season yes. to us yes. uh, season is the coordinator of community affairs and yes. Uh, community uh, development for Harvey Mutual. We have Aberdeen, uh, AB, APG FCU, Aberdeen Proving Ground uh, Federal Credit Union, which, if not for them, yeah. uh, who, who, who is it that beat my Kissapik team? I'm not going to say anything about competition today. Then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you coming back to get them this year? Howard, Howard just called Howard, me. Okay, all right. Craig and I want right, to do right, it. Uh, right. So, um, yes, who was that team? came in second of our team. Um, so APG FCU, Wegmans, um, always steps up. Uh, Snee, Luch, Hellinger, and Spielberger, yep. great uh, group of attorneys in Bel Air that are always uh, stepping up to the plate. The Cal Ripken Senior Foundation. And you mentioned Michelle Wolbert, uh, who is helping coordinate it. Yep. And we'll mention the team at Wyrick Cronin, yep. Benny Walker uh, is their uh, branch manager. Yep. They, came in third behind <laughs> Team Slate Ridge. Yeah, see, you're back in that competition. Today, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, McComas Funeral Home, too, also, um, is, is a huge sponsor for us uh, this year again. So we, uh, we're we very blessed in this community. Uh, one of the things that um, has been very, very, very uh, obvious to me in my nine months here is that the people in Hartford County really care about kids, yeah. uh, really care about kids, and they really step up to the plate to make a difference. Uh, each and every day. Well, and the other good thing is, you know, the, the, the Boys and Girls Clubs does so much with not a ton of resources. It's really amazing um, the, the productivity and uh, the efficiency and, and, and the impact uh, that makes. And you really don't spend, um, Joe, you know this already, you don't get to spend as much money, near as much money as a lot of other oh my god nonprofits yeah. like this yeah. so it's so people who were want to see the most impact for the uh, per investment dollar uh, this is uh, this club is the poster child um, and if you want any other sponsors let us uh, let us know um, and we'll be happy to mention them next week but get your tickets yeah. um, um, because it's next Thursday, yes. right? And bring your family. I would, I would highly suggest that, you know, I have an 11-year-old son at home and a 14-year-old daughter, and, and one of the parts of this that's so exciting for me to have them come that night is to hear these guys talk, to see it, what, you know, they can aspire to be um, down the road and, and, and just listening to them and know that my daughter has gone through some of the same challenges as, as some of you have with confidence and self-esteem. 
Um, and to see you guys up there that day, you're already role models. You're, you're already leaders. But you're not um, getting big heads, are you? They should have big heads. <laughs> they should have big heads. They, they are a talented young group. Yes. No, and, uh, well, that's great. We're going to take a, a quick break. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer. 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox and both Apple and Windows computers, all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. This is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Jennifer Button, executive assistant to the CEO for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumpy. Um, thanks, Jennifer. Uh, tell us quickly, um, there's always so many things going on at the library. What can we look forward to at the library this um, coming up? Okay, um, so definitely a save the date, Saturday, April 22nd. We have our uh, Romancing the Chrome car show at the Jarrett's Field in Jarrett'sville, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, there's something for everyone. We have contests, vendors, uh, beer garden, story time. Uh, we have an appearance by the Aberdeen Ironbirds Ferris and Ripcord. Um, Pre-registration for cars is happening until April 17th, so you can definitely still um, go ahead and, and get registered. Um, you can find out more at romancingthechrome.org. Um, and then uh, coming up this week, we have a couple of, of different items. Um, Saturday, March 11th at Aberdeen Library, we're doing a technology session to learn more about the cloud. Um, it, it, it's in the cloud is a phrase we hear all the time, so what does that mean? Um, the session is really uh, to help explore what that um, storage system is, so just uh, giving you a bit more information on technology there. We have a couple of history items. Uh, Abingdon Library on Sunday, March 12th is hosting uh, spoken word artists. Uh, who's going to discuss Baltimore bravery, ready to serve. Um, and that's the experience of Maryland nurses who served in France from 1917 to 1919 with the Johns Hopkins Base Hospital 18. And so it draws from their letters to give life to the nurses' uh, own experience. Um, and then we also have Monday, March 13th at Joppa Library, about Baltimore's Irish community and the building of America's first railroad. We have uh, uh, Darlington Library hosting a family craft night on Tuesday, March 14th. And Darlington also has a monthly book sale on the second Saturday of every month. Um, so make sure you check that out. Um, and then uh, something close to my own heart, Wednesday, March 15th, uh, we have Kitchen Chemistry. So it's hands-on chemistry experience uh, using ingredients you can find at your local grocery store. Um, we have uh, that happening at both Aberdeen and Edgewood Libraries. Lots of things happening. You guys, been, uh, there's, oh, there's, if you look at H&H, uh, uh, &H, the, the magazine that's online and published by the library, it's just that every single day there are so many things going on. And then we're gonna, we have another few minutes, so we're going to do some 
this is for all of our benefit and kids, uh, you as well, uh, how important it is to, to proofread what you write and to make sure you have the right punctuation and what ideas you put together that may not. Um, these are all from church bulletins. Um, the first one is uh, the sermon this morning, Jesus Walks on the Water. The sermon tonight, Searching for Jesus. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but, I mean, no, he was walking on the water. He oh. fell in. <laughs> I don't mean he fell in. Well, yeah. this but is but people talk so much. Well, that's why it was just it was a just, the juxtaposition was unfortunate. Yeah. That one wasn't very funny, Bob. I well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so I was, to explain I was trying that. To be well, I'm trying to talk people into it having been funny, but uh, it it wasn't. Um, how about this, Miss Charlene Mason? sang at services last night. She sang, I will not pass this way again, giving obvious pleasure to the congregation. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? No? Okay, we're going to keep trying. How about this? The service will close with little drops of water. One of the ladies will start quietly and the rest of the congregation will join in. No? Okay. How about a typo? Remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay. How about this? 22 members were present at the church meeting held at the home of Mrs. Crutchfield last evening. Mrs. Crutchfield and Mrs. Rankin sang a duet, The Lord Knows Why. <laughs> the Reverend Merriweather spoke briefly, much to the delight of the audience. <laughs> Okay, we'll got a, one more that you, you have to, you have to love this one. Um, now I can't find it. Oh, Barbara Cunningham remains in the hospital, needs blood donors for more transfusions. She was also having trouble see, sleeping and requests tapes of Pastor Jackson's sermons. Okay, mercifully... It's over. <laughs> Can I say it too? I hope so. No. So that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.